All right, welcome back. It's our 8 o'clock hour. Later in the hour, I want to run by my two athletes today, Barrett Brooks, Keith Jones. What I see the Eagles doing right now, and it's fascinating, it's the us-against-them approach. I'm seeing the way they're talking, including me, by the way. They're attacking me now. But they are building the bunker to get into that. It's us against the world. We're going to kick some ass. It's a good way to do it. It's a good approach. I like it. It's often. It's common. But it worked five years ago with the dogs, and it it may work again this time. That's a good idea. On the line, a man who knows about all this stuff. Back in the post game, loving to see him on there, Mr. Ray Dennis. Ray, what was it like getting back out there? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I got to tell you, I really did enjoy it, especially on a night like that. There was nothing but good things to talk about. So, yeah, it was it was great to be back. And you're and you're you're absolutely right. I mean, the Eagles are doing their best to try and create an us against them, yeah, an us against them mentality. And you know what? It always works. It does in, in, in sports. It all it doesn't. It, and Jonesy can speak to this. It, it, it doesn't matter what sport. Us against them always works. So you have to feel slighted. You have to feel something to help motivate yourself, Ray, to get that little extra edge. Well, it, it yeah, it does, and it always. It, I, sometimes I just have to laugh because sometimes these, you know, the guys are trying to create this us against them, and it doesn't exist. Only it only exists in their mind. You know, we've seen teams. You know, we, I mean, the, the Miami Dolphins, the the perfect team in 1972. They went. They they were saying no. You know, nobody respects us. That's right. I mean, yeah. they're, 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 <laughs> that's they're, true. They're going, that's true. And, 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 and you know, there was some. I, I kind of got it because they were undefeated going into the Super Bowl, and they were underdogs to Washington. Wow, which, they were. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I think that's almost. I think that's almost where the, the us against them thing kind of started. I really do because the Dolphins made a big, big deal about that. We're undefeated. We beat the Steelers. I mean, we, we beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh to get to the Super Bowl. We're here sixteen and zero, and we're underdogs to the Washington Redskins. And you know, and that was where, and it it worked beautifully. It absolutely worked beautifully. And then everybody else has kind of been borrowing the same script. Absolutely. All right, let's look at the script that the Eagles used Saturday night, Ray. I'm going to start on offense. Um, They ended up running the ball 44 times. I'm sure some of that was dictated by the big lead they had. But, Ray, do you think going in they finally realized we're a top-five run game, they're a bottom-five run defense, we are going to pound them? Because that is where they had their way. They controlled the game there. Yeah, well, they knew. I mean, all they had to do was just look at the film of the first of the game they played up in the Meadowlands a month ago. Uh, you know, when Hertz was before Hertz got hurt, uh, and they just—I mean, they could run the ball anytime they wanted to and get whatever they wanted on the ground in that game. I mean, they're the Eagles' offensive line and their whole offensive design, their running game, um, was just was just such a bad matchup for the for the Giants that they knew they could go there anytime they wanted to and really control the game, uh, and so. It made sense. If they really thought that Hertz was back to, if not fully 100%, pretty close or close enough, that that was, that was the way to go in this one, was just to you know, just simplify it. I mean, just go out there and let your offensive line just take control of the game, which they did. I mean, you know, 44 rushing attempts for 268 yards. Um, even, even in a year when, running, when the running of the ball kind of came back to the NFL this year, I mean, it was, that was one of the, the, I thought one of the storylines of the season was that uh, across the NFL, across the 32 teams, the rushing average for the entire league was higher than it had ever been. Uh, this year, I mean, regardless of who the teams is, they everybody they can, 
the cumulative average rushing attempt per, per carry was 4.5 yards, which wow. was the highest that it had ever been. So what you're seeing is everybody talks about it being a passing league, and you need the passing game for sure. But teams that wanted to run the ball and were good at running the ball were teams that won, and uh, and the Eagles were certainly the prime example of that. I love that. I love what the Bengals did to the Bills. Joe, you see them oh, yeah. among, I, on the other side of the Easy. ball, right? On the other side of the ball. Am I wrong here, but did Gannon move his coverage up tighter on the receivers? Were they playing a lot more press coverage than they had? I thought I thought they were. Yes, I thought they were. I thought they were playing. I thought they tightened up the secondary uh, and. Uh, it made sense because if you looked at what the Giants were able to do against Minnesota, um, you know, the Minnesota defense, Ed Donatel, their defensive coordinator, which is why he's unemployed as of this morning, uh, <laughs> sat, in that, sat, in that, sat in that soft zone defense the entire game. Uh, and Daniel Jones just cut him to pieces. And they never adjusted. And, you know, I mean, if the Eagles and Jonathan Gannon had a full week to look at that film and say, well, you know, we can't do that. I mean, I mean, Gannon is, a, is essentially a zone defender. I mean, that's what he does. That's kind of his calling card. But I think he saw what the Giants were able to do last week, fully expected, knowing the Giants were probably going to expect to see the same thing when he came into Philadelphia. And Gannon threw him a few change-ups, and it really helped. I mean, you saw that uh, – yep that Jones wasn't able to get the ball out nearly as quick as he was doing in Minnesota, and all he had to do was hold the ball that extra beat or two, and that Eagles pass rush got to him. Hey, Ray, that's the next thing I want to ask you about is a pass rush because the Eagles were middling a year ago at the pass rush, and now they're the best in the league. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, well, i got to start with Reddick because Reddick just looks like he made everybody else better. Talk a little bit about the impact Reddick's addition has meant to that offense, uh, defensive line. Tremendous! It was a great signing, a wow. great signing, and, and I and I thought that from the minute it happened. Uh, and actually, when I was looking at the free agent market, uh, and I was looking at people that I thought would be a great fit for the Eagles, Reddick was the first guy I thought of because he's he's just a natural pass rusher. He's just, he's just got that ability. Uh, he's got great timing. Uh, he's quick off the ball, uh, and even though he's not the biggest guy, he's really strong uh, and. Uh, I mean, he's, and he's been very successful in a couple of different systems. I mean, he, he was drafted by Arizona, and he was a double-digit sack guy there when they finally figured out that they should put him on the edge and not make him a middle linebacker. Once they put him on the edge, he became tremendously effective. And then he leaves there, and he goes to Carolina in a totally different system, and he's a double-digit sack guy there. So, I mean, to me, I thought, boy, you bring him to Philadelphia, you, know, you bring him this guy home, uh, as hungry as he is and as talented as he is, you know, if you're looking for that other guy that can be the complement on the other side of Brandon Graham or, J- or Josh Sweat, he's the perfect guy. He's a perfect fit. So, you know, give Howie Roseman credit. I mean, he identified that right away and went after him and signed him. And you're right. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, you're going to have, the, you know, Nick Bosa, who's going to be coming in here this week playing for San Francisco who's really a good player, really good player. I mean, he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year, and it's hard to argue against it. I mean, he's really been that good. But I would tell you that as valuable as Nick Bosa has been to the 49ers, Hassan Reddick has been all of that and more for the Eagles. I mean, he has been the single biggest difference maker on the defense. All right, Ray, I never ask you about the next opponent, but since you brought it up, I just had one. I just want to uh, – we'll be talking to you later in the week about the matchup on Sunday – but Brock Purdy is the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. And he is coming in 
for an atmosphere he has never seen. Right. right. They are asking a lot for him to be able to perform at a high level in the NFC Championship game as a seventh-round rookie, aren't they? Yeah, well, um, a rookie quarterback has never taken a team to a Super Bowl. And there's, you know, there's a reason for that. I mean, you know, some rookie quarterbacks have taken teams to the championship game. Uh, Mark Sanchez did that. You know, Joe Flacco yep. did that. Right. Um, but they didn't win it. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's hard to it's hard to do. Uh, and that's what they're and and you're talking about guys. You know, Sanchez was a first round pick. Flacco was a first round pick. This kid was the last pick in the draft. Yeah. So so you're really. I mean, what what they're asking of this kid is unprecedented. You'll probably never see it again. Um, but he has played very well. I will say this: um, the last two games. The game against Seattle and the game last night, um, you saw some signs of a little bit of antsiness. You know, I mean, I give the kid credit. I mean, he made some throws that helped them win the game, but he didn't look as confident. He did. He looked. There were times when he looked kind of looked like a rookie, uh, and the statistics kind of bear that out. If you look at his passer, his his past success against the Cowboys under what you would call pressure, when they had pressure on him. Um, he was 3-for-11, and his quarterback rating was 39. Wow. Uh, now, when he had time, and uh, give him credit, I mean, they gave him time a lot, then he was much more effective. But pressure bothered him in this game. And here he's going to be coming in playing the biggest game he's ever played in his life in an incredibly hostile environment uh, against a team that's led the league in sacks. So this is going to be by far the biggest test he's faced, and I guess we'll get to see just how good he really is. And we'll talk a lot more on Tuesday. Ray Dittich, it's great to hear you back, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right, Ray. Take care. See you guys. Great Ray Dittich. All right. I I never do this. I'm standing up. What do we got? What's going on over there? Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, tickets are going on sale for the game Sunday at 3. I don't stand. I don't like getting off my – I like to be on my rear end. Yes, you do. The people that go to that game, 68,000 of you, you got to turn that atmosphere so hostile against this scared little rookie that he can't bark out his own signals. Nobody knows where they're going. False start. The one thing he has never faced, ladies and gentlemen, is you. So come out there next Sunday afternoon and raise the level beyond anything we've ever seen. I need this, Rhea, you were there the other day, right? Yes. Rhea, was that Philly's level, the game Saturday night, was that Philly's level uh, championship series? It, it was early on, but it was such a blowout. It, it, it turned right. into a, just a party. But, I mean, this game I expect to be a lot closer, and you will play a part. We need, Rhea, did they need to be louder than ever before? Yes, Get in the kid's head. I'm standing, people. Do you understand the effort I'm making to get my (laughs) creaky old body up on my feet? You're clear to sit down. All right, thank you, John. That is not something I want to look at. All right, without further ado. You don't have a better half. During this this inspirational time, we turn to our leader, Jason from the Dirty 30. Hi, Jason. And tomorrow morning, team. What a wonderful weekend. Ah, did you love it, Jason? I absolutely loved it. Okay. <laughs> Adrian, now you can watch a real team play on Sunday. 
He said he's going to cheer for them. He's cheering, Jay. He called before, Jay said, and he was not laughing this morning. Listen, Adrian, do me a favor. Don't root for us, all right? Do not root for us. We don't want you on our bandwagon. All right, Jason. Okay. Jason, were you upset? <laughs> Hold on, let's have a conversation. Were you upset that the Cowboys lost last night? No, I wasn't. I want to hear from Captain Cowboys, and I want to hear from Lamont. You know why, Angelo? Why? Because it was a bad, bad night last night from them. <laughs> Get him, Jay. Get him all. Jason's taking him down. Jason, are you excited about next Sunday? Absolutely, Angelo. Angelo, we are one week away from going back to the Super Bowl again. One week away. And we're going to bring it. I love our leader. Jason, could you give us one? Sure, Angelo. Say it, Jonesy. Give me one. I love it, Jay. Leadership right there. right there. That is leadership. That is a demonstration of leadership. The captain. I see. I see his fearless leader. This is where leaders lead during the regular season and then raise the level in the playoffs. If you wait, you want to hear something. If they go to the uh, Super Bowl, you want to hear that guy then. He'll be foaming at the mouth. Wow. More than yeah. usual. That was inspirational. That's, that's one of the best. I, that was almost railroad-esque well, yep. as far as I, You know what? I, I could see Barrett, like, getting ready to strap <laughs> oh, on. Yeah, he was getting fired up. <laughs> he wanted to play again. I wonder if Sean will put his gear back on for I the big know. game. I don't know. I'm ready for Sean. I've Sean been communicating with him. I think it's time for Sean. He's got to put the shoulder pads back on, I think. Two, one, five, five, nine. All right, welcome back. We're covering it up. Uh, we're at 823 right now. Ava is here with our question. We're going to switch it now because now it becomes, Jonesy, a very dicey situation. Yeah. Right, let's wrap up our first question. Well, it's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. It's Chevy Equinox Month. January means huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Find your roads at ArminChevy.com. Who deserves the most credit for the Eagles' route of the Giants? 35% the offensive line. That's the correct answer. Congratulations. Yes. Now, please answer this correctly also. So far, early returns are no, not your favorite. No, there's no early Nick returns. Nick Sirianni is unhappy with the criticism defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon has received on WIP. Whose side are you on? Team Sirianni? Team Cataldi? I'm on Team Cataldi. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Jonesy. It's an easy one for me. Go ahead. <laughs> Team Cataldi. Thank you. That's what you call loyalty. All right, there was none of it at that news conference, but Josie just showed you how it's done. Uh, Barrett Brooks. Barrett Brooks. <laughs> the, answer, the answer with no answer. Uh, I got to go Cataldi because I'm in front of you, bro. Barrett Brooks <laughs> is a teammate. All right, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. Come on. Right. Come on. This is not. Go ahead. Rhea, who you got? I'm not going with the idiot. I'm going to go with the guy who's got his team in the NFC Championship game. No, you don't yep. understand. This is a test of your loyalty to me. How much longer are you here? Actually, <laughs> days, Rhea. Rhea, days. Did I just hear Team Sirianni? Team Sirianni. Oh, here come. Oh, I think I hear an echo. Ava Graham. 
Team Cataldi. Oh! I tell you something wow. right now. Your father up there in heaven is proud of his daughter. He yes. knew when to lie to. <laughs> I love it. Ava, yeah. great job at that. All right, I just got to get this in because, Joni, there's times when I'm, I wonder if I'm doing my job right. All right? Yep. Not about ripping Jonathan Gannon. I was speaking for the fan. About making sure that when somebody on the other team says something stupid, yeah. that I highlight it on our show and beat it to death. Yeah. That has been what? my <laughs> uh, Real can confirm this. That has been my MO for 33 Gosh, years. It's been kind yeah. of successful so, for you. So I got some material early in the week on the Giants, but it was provided by their idiot fans. And the fans were dying after they beat the Vikings to face the, the Eagles. And they started this profane chant. The Eagles! Keep it going! The Eagles! Oh, we'll see you next week! The Eagles! Yeah, we coming to town! Uh, how'd that work out for you? How'd that work out for you, jackass? That was license plate guy. All right, but then, here's the thing that's getting me. And Barrett's trying to tell me that I missed something, but I would have played it. Yeah. The Eagles during the week managed to get an us against them attitude toward the Giants. Yeah, they did. And it was something they were told was being said by the players. I didn't have any. Rhea, did we have any audio of players dissing the Eagles, saying uh, stuff that was negative? Yeah, we. Uh, well, see, on Wednesday, you weren't here. All right. So John Johnson and I decided to try to get uh, Ross Tucker riled up, and we said that Dexter uh, Lawrence was kind of talking smack about Jason Kelsey. Now, we might have been pushing a little bit, but Jason Kelsey's going to be a Hall of Famer someday, correct? Yes. Okay. He called him small and scrappy. You do not call a Hall of Famer scrappy, because that is implying they're playing above their heels. Right. Uh, Except that's not an insult. Small is accurate. Scrappy is and an insult to a guy who's going to be a Hall is, of Famer. Somebody look up the word. Get Ava to look up the word scrappy. I think it's positive. How, what do you define it as? I define it as somebody who exceeds his physical limitations. Uh, yeah. Barrett, is that not in, an insult to Very, very disrespectful. Who scrappy. Are you this guy's a monster. <laughs> he's six but five, he's an 300 offensive lineman. He wouldn't know scrappy if it bit him on the leg. <laughs> Scrappy's a good term in hockey. It is a good, Scrappy's I think a good it's term. A good term. Is usually someone that's overachieved exactly. for what their physical exactly. right. gifts. So might listen, have been. this is what's being said now after the game. All you had, all I had to work with was that stupid chant. This is a Brandon Graham talking about the coaches using billboard stuff. Listen, to coach uh, had us going because it was a lot of bulletin board material out there, uh, and so it was fun, uh, fun for us to kind of flip it and make it about us. So I'm, I'm just always going to get a credit to the to head coach and people upstairs because, you know, they, they had us prepared this week, and, you know, we definitely showed it out there. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think they kind of made it up. Yeah, they fabricated some stuff they, to, they, they to are make it more of a it. mission. Yeah. They enhanced yeah. it to juice people and up. It, it works. You ever use it in your own uh, personal life? Not that I could think of. If, unless... like, let's say you're can you if there was someone to compete with in radio. Yeah. Would you ever build something up like <laughs> he that? Said if to... there was, yeah. yeah there, there is not. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I have way too much integrity for that. Do you hear what Eskin said about you? <laughs> yeah. right, Eskin was the one I thought of, and I'm trying to avoid that because he's on my nerves right now <laughs> for not defending me and telling the coach of the team to not listen to this oh, uh, show, which is the show that he is employed. He's employed by this station. It seemed that a 
inappropriate. But what do I know? Right, anyway, one more. Do you want the definition of scrappy? That was a long answer. Yeah, what's the, uh, what's scrappy? Consisting of disorganized, untidy, or incomplete parts. What? Now, an informal one is determined, argumentative, or pugnacious. All right, well, determined. Right. Again, I guess no. none of those. You could take that negative. You could yeah. take that negative. Could. All right, and and here's uh, the other cut I wanted you to hear was uh, Hassan Raddick, and he was talking about trash talk. We knew they was feeling themselves coming off that victory. They was uh, from last week. They was talking a lot of trash, man, saying that they wanted this and all of that type of stuff. Got to be careful what you ask for. At the end of the day, uh, play the Vikings D-line. You ain't play the Eagles D-line. Barrett. Wow. This, da, da, da. Is, this is a common uh, a, a ploy, right? This is yes. take whatever you have. Michael Jordan was better at it than anyone. Absolutely. He found slights where there were none. People were doing testimonials around the clock, and he found something he thought was a little off, and he used it. Oh, no. What this you say works, about my mama? Right? Yeah. This works. So it, it absolutely you, does. It's better if you feel negative emotion toward the opponent. It gets you hyper. All right. So is anything happening now? Sirianni was very demonstrative on the sideline. Is that being shown to the Niners this week? Well, no, they're a scrappy bunch anyways. You hear me say scrappy? They're a scrappy bunch oh, anyways. now you insulting them. <laughs> you're trash-talking the Niners. Absolutely, absolutely. You're, you're out of control right now, Brooks. I mean, wait, wait. They're linebackers this. Right. Both of that. You know what I mean? That's all, all right. I've been hearing. Uh, Brock Purdy this. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I saved, I'm, I'm tired of the, the national pundits talking about this 49er team. For the last three weeks, I've been screaming – the Eagles are the best team in the NFL, and they backed it up yesterday. There's no way they shouldn't be favored going into this game. But I bet you they put the 49ers as a favorite going into this game. Barrett Brooks is on fire right now. Let's go to Simon John. Hi, Johnny. Good morning. What a weekend. We will be looking live again on Friday. Uh, that's half the battle. We're going back to Borgata. Jonesy, back to Borgata. Beautiful. I won't see you. Yeah, he's coming in tomorrow. (laughs) John, what did you think? You were there. Was it a great atmosphere? It was a playoff atmosphere. I agree with Rhea. The game was pretty much early in the game. People are talking about who do we want to play. The game was pretty much over, so there was real no anxious moments where the crowd had to really get hyped. You know, next week again, it's the ultimate for football to have the championship game at home. Yeah, you Best know what? Crowds in history have been the championship game. John, and I'm not positive this is going to keep happening. The NFL is looking at the possibility of having uh, neutral sites for this round as well. So enjoy it while you can. John, you got now you're going to be there. You're Mr. Tailgate. You were Mr. Cyman. Just tell me, when you see a rookie seventh round pick standing between you and the Super Bowl, that is a source for some heckling, isn't it? You have to have a quarterback to win in this league. They, this kid has been great. It's a nice story. He's not coming into Veterans Stadium and beating our team. Barrett has it right. The, the Eagles crowd, this kid isn't ready for this. You have to make plays. He made it, they asked the quarterback not to beat them. That's what the coach is doing. He's a third-string quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. If he didn't get drafted, the last pick, he might not even have been a free agent pickup. That's how fine the line is. Wow. Who, who, was the, who, who was the quarterback for the Commanders that game that they won in here? Oh, that uh, who was that? Heineke? Is that Heineke? That oh, was Tyler uh, Heineke. Yeah. Yeah. Heineke. Yeah, no, that's Heineke. Heineke has got a lot more uh, experience than this guy yeah. does. 
No. But he's really a nobody. All right, why is all of a sudden Jonesy becoming the uh, well, negative force? don't get force? overconfident. No, I'm not getting Last overconfident. Week because but... no one was overconfident that they were going to beat the Giants. John, I'm with you. I'm sorry. Those fans will make it intolerable for that young man. He has not faced that. So they'll run the ball more. They will run the ball and they will get jammed up by a line that is ready to muckle them. Mm-hmm. I'm not overconfident. I'm just saying yeah, don't be. This, this team has led the NFL – from start to finish, and all the talk has been about the Cowboys, the Vikings. Look at the Giants. We were the fifth-rated team to make it to the Super Bowl. There was only six teams left, eight teams left. Again, it's not making up and looking for disrespect. It's there. It's real. The 49ers defense, like you guys just said, is this, that. No respect for the Eagles. The Eagles have the best record in football against teams with a winning record. Seven wins against teams with a winning record. Beats all of football. Look at every stat. We've led everything from start to finish, and you don't hear about Philly. Simon, all I can tell you is this. I am far more confident knowing that Simon John will be in attendance getting everybody whipped up for that game. John, you're a great fan, and I appreciate you checking in. Looking forward to We Are Looking Live. It's coming up. Thank you, Johnny. I might be live Friday. Oh, he might even come. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, John. Hey, right, Josie, I need a moment here. What do you got, buddy? You're kind of raining on my parade. Why? You're kind of piddling on my leg. <laughs> what? what? What is going on? <laughs> Jonesy. Yes. The past week, you were a breath of the freshest air. Correct. Which is unusual for you. And, and you gave us all incredible... Hope and optimism for the game. Yeah, I did on Saturday night. Yeah, because you deserved it. Today, we correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Keith Jones has been kind of Donnie Downer. He's I, been kind of a downer the whole day. He keeps he keeps kind of uh, he's making us feel I, less confident. I felt I said the same thing to Joe. I felt watching that game last night that that quarterback you can get after him. Yeah, There was was nothing about him that frightened me last night. You're ruining my morning, Jonesy. Thank you. I came in wanting to attack Nick Sirianni, and now I would like to attack you. I'll do it. No, I'm afraid. I'm ready. Barrett, get him. (laughs) 215592. I saw what you did to Sacco. I want nothing to do with you. Somebody mentioned that to me the other day. Of course they did. Do you realize, even now, I checked, I asked Sacco's family. He still hears a ringing in his ear from the time you see beat him, him to a pop. I see him a lot. And he's, and he's always going around. Somebody talking, I can't hear him. <laughs> I keep hearing that punch. Jonesy landed on the side of my head. Uh, so 215-592-9490 for so much more show left. Set Joyner's check it in. But when we come back, can I just mention that you guys, the fans, you're usually right. And a lot of times the sports people, they're not right. That's next. WIP Sports Time, 8.37. When I was being uh, verbally attacked by Mr. Nick Seriani after the game on Saturday night. I wouldn't really call it an attack. I was not uh, properly defended by the WIP people in attendance. Correct. Namely, Mr. Elliot Shore Parks, and even more so, the pioneer, <laughs> Howard Eskin. But I would like to point something out that needs to be mentioned. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Josie, when I was hopping on Gannett, It was at the behest of hundreds, if not thousands of fans, hundreds who email me in the moment telling me how frustrated they are by a soft defense. 
which, by the way, they did not see on Saturday no. night because he pulled the, the uh, coverage up. Yeah, he did. Pulled it tighter. Yeah. All right. So that's the first fact. And I went, you know, those fans were always right about that. And I was asking the questions that they were asking me on email. Find out why he won't play more aggressively on defense. And I asked the question, and ultimately I got the you know ripped for it. Yeah. Now then I started thinking, all of what we saw on Saturday night was what the fans have been clamoring for on this show, on WIP, in the emails all year. Yeah. The fans want the ball first. <laughs> Merrill Reese, their voice says, please lose the toss. I want the Eagles to get the ball first. I want them to drive the length of the field. I want them to energize the crowd, and I want them never to look back. And that's exactly what happened Saturday night because they lost the toss, right? Yes, it the is. The fans have been asking for that all year. I asked Nick when I had him on, Nick, is there any way that you might consider taking the ball first? And he said they would analyze it. They are not taking the ball first if they win the toss. Correct. <laughs> Analytics says don't. I say do. The fans were right. You saw what happened. It happened the same way in New York in week 14. Same thing. Yes, it did. Got the ball first, 7 nothing. Yep. Get the ball. The fans want them to run more. We've said that how many years now, Rhea? Uh, run the ball. Run the ball. Did, and they did it. And they yeah. ran run the, the ball. ball. Rhea, how'd that work out? I missed the game. Uh, fantastically. It, wow, that worked too. You know what <laughs> else they wanted, Jonesy? Why don't we use our... Pro Bowl tight end more, Dallas Goddard. Yes. For a month after his injury, he was forgotten. Let's get the ball to Goddard more. How did that go? Very well. Hold on a minute. I think I might have something on <laughs> oh, that. No. Hold on. I think it went like this well. Listen to that. Hurts fires. Complete. He's got Dallas Goddard spinning across the goal line into the end zone. The Eagles score. Yeah, they're going to try and play man coverage with Xavier McKinney on oh. Dallas Goddard. And Dallas Goddard is just too physical for him. He grabbed one hand. He Did launched you? it right in and bowled him over at the goal line. He could do that repeatedly. All He's the awesome. <laughs> the fans yes. have been asking for that for months now. Guess he asked what? for it also. They did it. Right? What's that? He asked for it also. No, I know he did, but finally they did it. Right. Uh, on defense, hey, how don't we go a little more attack mode? Why don't we move up closer on the receivers so they don't have cookie throws? Mm. How'd that go? Very well. Would that go better too? I, they love, you know what else they love? They love players with a local connection. Rhea, how's Hassan Reddick doing, Okay. You're asking me? T <laughs> for Temple U, U for University. He's such a great speaker. He's I such, love listening to him talk. Everything He's about that guy. I got to tell you, he was harassing. Jay, uh, there was a, a moment in the game. I got to play this for you. I got to play this for you. All right, you got a different one, Joe? No, this is five. I need number five. Listen to Reddick chase Jones all over the field. And he fires the football up in the air out of bounds incomplete. They're he all was, over he him. bounced off of one man and then he threw it out of bounds. But again, he was being chased by Hassan Reddick. They're all over Daniel Jones. He's going to have Green in his sleep. Reddick is in his face. Jones wears number eight. At times, it looks like he's wearing number seven. That's Reddick. <laughs> that's great. Is that great, 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 great. great. I mean, that, and, and, and he was fantastic. If. They, 
I'm not saying the what? fans should be coaching the team, but I'm saying the fans have been right so often this year that they need a, a, a we need to give them a bravo. Do you have a bravo theory, to you. Do you have a theory behind why Gannon suddenly became more aggressive? Well, I I do have a theory. I guess part of it was an email that was sent uh, through Mr. Sal Palantonio. So Gannon's going out on these job interviews, mm-hmm. and he's sitting down. And if the team has been paying attention, they might be asking him about the soft zone and the fact that Prescott was 24 for 24 against, et cetera, et cetera. If you get asked about something enough times, on the way home on the plane, you start to say to yourself, you know, that might hurt my job prospects if I don't play a little bit more aggressively. Enter Saturday night. They did. Just the theory. That's a really good thought, actually. Just the theory. Absolutely is. Job interviews give you thoughts about your own performance and might make you tweak it. Yeah. Well, so does what Minnesota did. I mean, you know, geez, it was so brutal. What I do here is present theories. I I have no idea if any of them are right. Most times they're not, but, you know. (laughs) Rich is up from the Northeast. Hi, Richie. Rich, are you there? Rich has left us. I will go to Rick and Easton. Hi, Ricky. Hey, guys. You know, for the last, most of the year, I've been beating this, beating this drum about the SEC, and I have a lot of associates in North Jersey, and I, I've been telling everybody that I thought it was a three-touchdown win wow. against the Giants. And there's a couple of reasons why I see a two-touchdown win over San Fran. Ooh. You know, you've got to come across the West to the West Coast. It's not an easy thing to do in this league. The crowd, the pressure on this kid, Purdy. You know, we're not playing Brady or Mahomes. We're playing Purdy. Yep. The offensive line is healthy, huge, and smart. Kelsey is the quarterback of the offensive line. But the bottom line here is 20% of this roster, you know I've been saying this all year, is coming from battle-tested prime-time Southeast Conference. That is what is people are just not looking at. And wanting the ball, Angelo, what did Belichick do with Brady 80% of the time when they won the toss? They wanted the ball. Yeah. I want to see them lose this toss this Sunday. I want them to get the ball. You know, you have – I don't think San Fran, as talented as they are on defense, they have not faced the receiving quarter and a quarterback that doesn't even know what he's going to do half the time – Improvising. 100% right. They have I not faced that arsenal. Really, really haven't. But the bottom line is 44 rushes for 267 yards in a playoff game is unprecedented. The Giants thought they were winning this game because they beat a Vikings team whose defense the last six weeks was non-existent. Right. This is a very underrated, believe it or not, Philadelphia Eagles roster. We've never had a roster like this. And I'm telling you, the bottom line is Alabama and Georgia, they have 18 pro ballers. Half of them are from the SEC. Totally correct. Rick, these guys are tested in the biggest games before they ever step on an NFL field. And that's a big deal. And this kid that they're facing, who the hell? He faced Hurts, but Rhea, who the hell did he play, Birdie? Did he play anybody? What, when he was at Ohio, Iowa State? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really. Iowa State sucks. Well, it was a 42-41 game. If he, was any, if he was any damn good, he would have gone before the seventh round. 
He was one pick from irrelevance. He was Mr. Ricky, irrelevant, Ricky, I enjoyed your call. You made some tremendous points. Ladies and gentlemen, in attendance at that game Saturday night and will be again next Sunday afternoon, Kenny from the Dirty 30. Hi, Kenny. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The sun is shining. It's 80 degrees. We are just in the best mood. And, yes, I am very overconfident, Jonesy. You know why? Because I ain't playing in the game. I'm just a fan. And I know we're going to kick their ass. What I saw yesterday, if that Prescott was even half of a quarterback, Dallas wins that game. And we are so superior to Dallas. We are going to – we have no idea the bus saw they're going to walk into. These little West Coasters with their little West Coast weather and their little fans that sip wine with their pinky out are going to walk into a cauldron. Look what happened to the Giant fans. They showed up. I sent Angela a picture. They had sections of Giant fans that paid thousands of dollars to go the game, and those seats were empty in the fourth quarter. Em- empty. There was a pigeon <laughs> pooping on one of them. Yeah, it was Kenny. I- <laughs> no. <laughs> Kenny, seriously, Kenny. Oh, Kenny, I, I, I feel more confident about next week's game than I did about this one. I think the Niners are fraudulent. I don't think any seventh-round rookie quarterback is going to beat at that Eagles team. I don't think it. It's not possible. I, I just love that the national media is suckling at yep. the oh, – I can't say words. They are, they, are doing, they are just loving and kissing and hugging and giving all this praise to the Niners mm. and the Niners' defense and this impossible 1985 Bears defense that the Niners have because they have Joey Bosa with 18 sacks and the rest of the team has three. And they go on and on and on and let them keep doing it. Let them keep keeping praise. Let Kittle, with his uh, Joe Dirt look, be thinking that he's all that. Let them all, let them all think that they are the greatest show on earth and let them come into Philly and all of a sudden let their eyes be awakened and open to the fact. Kenny, here's that what I need to know. I need to know this on the Monday before the game. Were you personally, being in the stands, target Brooke Purdy with some heckling? Will you make his life difficult? He has no idea. This guy has no idea. They play in the NFC West where it's all wine and roses and and, and sandwiches with the crust cut off. And now they're his rear end. I love it. No idea. No idea. What round was Heineke drafted in? All right, stop with your Kenny. See what he's been doing? It's <laughs> it's driving me nuts to that. The guy's he's a, a guy. he's a troll. He's a friggin' troll to that. All right, give me one, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, John, I'm gonna give you one more, and you think the next time I see it. Oh, <laughs> give me one, Kenny. E X E Jonesy sucks. <laughs> All right, well, let me go. Let me go and uh, it's always oh, great to check Joe in with <laughs> Ralph. I got a call today, Ralph. He calls from Yonkers. Good man. He is not a Giants fan. He is a Washington Commanders fan, oh. and he is out alive right now. Hi, Ralph. Good morning, Filthy Delphia. You finally no. got it right, Ralph. Listen. Why don't you give us some credit today? Our team's in the NFC Championship game. Well. I'm sorry, but I brought some cold water for your party. But oh, first, no. let me congratulate you personally. Thank you. You escaped the hangman for another week. Sadly, it's probably your last. See, you didn't even think that you were going to beat a 9-17. Everyone's calling in last week, giving your last right. Let me tell you something. With the 49ers and Joey, Nick Bosa coming, 
you're going to need a priest because he's got a noose for your fat neck. All right. Uh, Ralph, is there any other stupid things you would like to say all the way from Yonkers? We don't have enough time, my friend. Armpit of America. <laughs> Ralph, <laughs> go to hell. Oh, I'm sorry. You're already there in Yonkers, <laughs> oh, New York. God. No reason to go to hell if you just live in Yonkers, he's a New York. Washington fan. Yes. Yeah, he's a Washington fan. Which means he's a loser. He is a loser. I guarantee you, he's not even that good looking. Yeah, he's I had, can, yeah, can he, tell. His name's Ralph. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's had two weeks to clean his house Hold up. on a minute, Jones. Yes. I know a very good-looking Ralph. Ooh, the Karate Kid? He's in the, No, not Ralph Macchio. <laughs> no. The guy in a new movie that is an intriguing but weird film called The Menu. Oh. And the main star in it, he calls it Rafe, but it's Ralph Fiennes. That's why he calls it Rafe. <laughs> he doesn't nobody want to. Nobody. Ralph is handsome. There's no good Ralph? Not one. Ralph Cramden? Honeymooners. There you go. You made my point for me. 215. Most Ralphs are a little heavy set. Oh, yes. my God. 215. Both of them are. I'm not going to lie. Oh, he's in Hannibal. What's that? He was in Hannibal. Yeah. Well, he's a good actor, but he's he goes by Rafe. Yeah. Okay. Because Ralph, as Josie pointed out, is not the name of an attractive man. 215 592 9494. When we got Seth Joyner coming on, WIP Sports Time. 8.50.